Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. to the Sojo Show, I have a very, very special treat for us. So if you listened last week, you will know that AJ held down the fort by herself with some really, really um, sweet women, the Sojo women, uh, women of Sojo Academy. And, um, and I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And they talked about how, what they would write in a hymn if they had to write one today mm-hmm. and the goodness of God uh, in their lives. And so it was a really, really encouraging episode. And I, um, I encourage you to go back and listen to it, but this is week four of our hymn series. So we are studying in Sojo right now, the gospel and the hymns. And if you're listening to this in the future, that's totally fine because the great news is that we are looking at not necessarily the hymns themselves, because that's not the inspired word of God, obviously, but the scripture and the, the intent behind the writing of them. And just, it's just been an encouraging month. Uh, today, I have a special, special treat. Unfortunately, AJ and I are not together again, but we'll be back together soon, I promise. But uh, I have a friend of mine that's with me and she's actually sitting right next to me, which is really cool because usually we're across the screen from each other when we talk. And this is a friend named Laura Susan Kane, named like her name <laughs> is Laura Susan Kane. That's an awkward way to introduce her. Uh, and Laura Susan has been a dear friend of mine for a long time. I'm gonna let her introduce herself to you, but she is going to just kind of help us wrap our brains around the hymns in general, why maybe we should look at them more than we do, how to look at them, how to maybe incorporate them into our our just teaching our children the goodness of God. And then we're going to kind of hone in on one particular hymn today. And I'm not going to spoil it quite yet. First of all, let me let Lori Susan say hello and introduce herself. Hello, my name is Laura Susan. I am a beloved one of Christ. I am married to Springer Kane, and we have four children: Matthew, Bowen, Anna, and Hope. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Springer do? So, Springer is part of our pastoral staff at Cross Point Church, which he's been in on staff for many years. We've mm-hmm. when y'all were talking about Cross Point being a church for seventeen years, I think we've been there for fifteen. Years, oh, wow! Which is just so kind of God to allow us to um, be a part of Cross Point for so long. But he's been on staff, I think, for twelve, no, ten years. Yeah, you guys were babies when you first we came babies. to Cross Point. We no children, yeah. babies. Yeah. And that Laura Susan's always been part of our worship team. And so when I think back at like the OG yeah. Cross Point worship, Laura Susan definitely <laughs> is in there, is in the mix. She she just has a beautiful heart of worship when she is on the worship team. And her husband is a just a rock on the staff. He in the good way. That maybe sounds not. I don't know if that sounds bad. It's good. It's a good (laughs) one. He is solid. He is, he's sort of unflappable, right? Is that the word? Yes. He's just (laughs) solid. He's there and he balances out a lot of the other staff very well, particularly my (laughs) husband. So he's a real blessing to uh, both Brad, the, who is the lead pastor at this church, my husband, and to all of us. So we love this family so much. (laughs) 
Thank you. We love this family. And so one of the things that I wanted to, one of the reasons I wanted to have Laura Susan on is because, again, she is really well-versed in music and she uses music uh, in her day-to-day life and teaching her children. And and she actually was about to tell me the story, a story about the hymn we're going to be talking about. And I told her not to, to wait to tell me on air. But I really wanted her to give us kind of an idea of why she likes the hymns, why she loves the hymns, why we should consider, you know, listening to hymns, maybe studying the hymns as far as their their origins, things like that. And just kind of wanted to get her take on it because you've kind of heard AJ and I's opinions. And the deal is, here's the deal, guys. Laura Susan is young. <laughs> All right. She is way younger than we are. So I love to get her opinion on things because she is, she does have youth on her side. She has a bunch of young babies and it's fun because I, I remember the stage. I have four Mm -hmm. kids as well. I remember this stage a few years ago and it seems like just yesterday. And, and so our perspectives are different. So I love to hear what she has to say. Okay, so Laura Susan, without any further ado, tell me about the hymns. Okay, so I wanted to direct us to the word and see what the word says about hymns. A couple of scriptures came to mind. So in Colossians, we've been given the gospel on display. And then toward the end, Paul is giving the church some imperatives. Seek the things that are above, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, um, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility. One of the things that he includes in these imperatives is let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then he tells us how we are to allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then he gives a similar command to the Ephesian church in Ephesians 5, verse 18, starting about halfway through, talks about being filled with the Spirit. Um, And a part of that being filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So those are pretty similar verses. And it seems like we're encouraged to let the word of Christ dwell in us, but also that there's this community aspect to it. In Ephesians, it talks about addressing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Um, Like hymns are, helpful for me and they're helpful for me to share with you as we sing together, like reminding me of truth and me reminding you of truth and you reminding me of truth. It's kind of a community project, if you will. So that's where I wanted to start. What was your question? Yeah. No, (laughs) just in general, why you think the hymns are important. And that's a really (laughs) important part of it. I think too, it, I mean, this kind of ties into this. This is what I was thinking of when you were talking about it. It's it's almost like a mnemonic device 
into some in some ways where you know singing songs that's why music is so powerful I think in general because it does transport you right it trans if you if you listen to a song that was popular when you were in high school and all of a sudden it comes on the radio which nobody listens to the radio anymore but you know whatever uh you're immediately transported almost back to that time where you're flooded with memories and thoughts of those times whether they're good or bad and the songs that we sing, whether they're the more contemporary um, worship songs or whether they're these hymns, and I think that your story that you're going to tell in a few minutes is a good example of this, they they also can remind us of, oh, the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. And, and they they help us to remember, they just, they help us to remember. And I think it's that God created us with such a, complicated brain uh oh of note laura susan also is a pharmacist so she's a pharmacist and so we have a pharmacist and a pediatrician talking about <laughs> about music so i'm not sure that uh, so anybody that's like a real music person just have grace uh, but the point is is that we you know our brains are so complicated and complex but i think music is a way to draw us into uh, remembrance and worship when it's when it's music, the theologically sound. So, totally. and that's what they did in the Bible. That's what they did. And that's what they were doing with each other. So yeah. completely agree. Love that. And speaking of that makes me think like hymns help me to process the things I'm thinking about in the Bible. So when I'm like studying a book of the Bible, like I recently studied the book of Hebrews and you'll like, when you study Hebrews, you realize there are so many pieces of hymns that are straight, straight from the Mm -hmm. book of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And so I made a playlist of, of those songs. So as I'm studying, you know, and then I'm, you know, driving carpool pickup or emptying the dishwasher, I'm listening to the same truths that I'm studying. So like, I think of like, what a friend we have in Jesus, how he Jesus knows our every weakness taken mm-hmm. to the Lord in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that's straight from the book of Hebrews. So I find when I'm studying the word, it seems like the truths that I'm learning, like get settled in my heart a little bit deeper when I can sing the truths, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So hymns help me kind of process truths that I'm learning, help me kind of dwell on. And then also just remember, like I'll come in a situation like one hymn that comes to mind is a hymn I learned as a young woman day by day. Yeah. This hymn. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like it's a very popular hymn. So a lot of people don't know it, but I was talking to a friend who was going through a hard season and she said, you know, I'm just making it day by day. And all of a sudden the words to day by day came to my mind and I was able to share that with her. Like speaking of this, like community aspect of hymns, I was able to share the, him with her. And that's just such a beautiful one. I'm going to pull it up. So listen to these um, words. And it was, I just all of a sudden had like language and vocabulary to share with my friend that I didn't know that I had because I hadn't thought about this hymn in a long time. It kind of illuminated these words that were in my mind, but I hadn't thought about in a long time. So day by day and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my father's wise bestowment, I have no cause for worry or for fear. 
He whose heart is kind beyond all measure gives unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. And just like these words can be a prayer and a remembrance of the truth. Every day, the Lord himself is near me with a special mercy for each hour. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meeting, air to take is from a father's hand. One by one, the days, the moments fleeting till I reach the promised land. Like just what beautiful words to help me process, help share with this friend to kind of reorient where is our hope. You know, and that is something that that kind of shows the importance of even memorizing and knowing scripture that is in the same way. And when you look at when you know songs, it points you back to the scripture. Yes. That this is came that this comes from. And so you can remember the words and the truths. And then even if you don't remember or you don't know where the scripture is necessarily, it gives you a direction. We want to encourage one another in community. And part of that is reminding each other of the, these truths of the gospel. And if we have anything that triggers our mind, like you said, like you, you knew this, you knew this hymn. So it triggered your mind. And so not necessarily that encouraging someone with the words of a song is going to do a mop for their soul, but encouraging them with the truth behind it and going in and looking for where, where does this come from in scripture? Where does this come from in the Bible? And and being able to kind of work through that with someone else, I think is a, is, is an extra benefit that we don't even think through. Yeah. We don't even think of. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, some of my favorite hymns and just some like recent favorites, just hymns that have been ministering to me. Like a few weeks ago, I had been asked to lead a song that I wasn't really familiar with called He Leadeth Me. I kind of knew the tune, but I didn't know it very well. So I had been sitting in this hymn that week trying to figure out the melody, trying to learn the words. And that week, um, a very beloved uncle passed away and who was trusting in Christ. And it was a really bittersweet uh, week. But this, the hymn really spoke to me, like this verse four of He Leadeth Me. I felt like my uncle Mike, like this was his story. And when my task on earth is done, When by grace, thy victory won, even death's cold wave, I will not flee since God through Jordan leadeth me. He leadeth me. He leadeth me by his own hand. He leadeth me. His faithful follower, I would be for by his hand, he leadeth me. And that just reminded me of like the, like Jesus walked to the cross. He leads us, you know, to take up his cross and he leads us into eternal life too. And so that him was really helpful to me in that season. Mm -hmm. What do you say to people who particularly, let's say a younger generation who's not used to hymns. What do you say to the young person who feels like, Oh, well, these hymns are just boring there. I don't understand the words. Well, there's a lot of these, there's a lot of vowels and, and the music is slow and it's just not as, as emotional as, and so I don't, I don't, I like to feel emotional. I mean, I know what you're going to say to this. I'm leading you in this, but I think that this is a problem we have now 
And it's a lot of a problem of, of you, not that it's because, not that these youth, I think it's the same, anybody, when, when I was a youth, it was the same way when I was young, we want to have the emotional experiences in worship. And sometimes I feel like we feel like the hymns don't give us that. Hmm. What, what, what can you tell me about that? Okay. So, <laughs> so talking about these and vows, I get that that's like a, a hurdle to get over. So we just need to know, what does that mean? Like I think about the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. If we threw this one out because it has some thys and these, mm-hmm. we would be really missing out. So thy means your, like talking about God. So great is your faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with you. You changest not. Okay. So, and we also, we don't use changest. So like just kind of thinking through the meaning of these words, like thou changest not means you never change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thy compassions. They fail not your compassion for me will never fail. And I mean, this is hard as thou hast been thou forever will be. So as you have always been, you will forever be. So the character that we see of God in the Bible, that's, that is true yesterday. It's true today. It's true forever. Um, great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies. I see all I have needed. Your hand has provided great is your faithfulness Lord unto me. So I get that there's a little like endureth changest, like these and those that can be kind of confusing. So just like taking a minute and really thinking through these hymns, I think is helpful. Like maybe getting a hymn book and using it maybe devotionally as you're studying God's attributes, like as you're thinking on God's faithfulness, this would be a good one to visit. Think about how do we see God's faithfulness in his character? Like often the hymn writers put a lot of thought into these, like they're not just, you know, putting them out quickly. Like said, the first verse is about God's character. He never changes. That's how we know his faithfulness. Verse two talks about in creation, summer and winter, springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars join with all nature and manifold witness to your great faithfulness, mercy, and love. And then we see God's faithfulness in verse three in the cross. We, he has pardoned us from sin. He's given us everything we need for this life. So I would say, so there is a little bit of different language that we use now that is, that needs to be kind of worked through. And, you know, I think when we are sharing a hymn with our kids, that's helpful to say, you know, sit them down, like, here are some words that we don't use in our everyday language. So what do they mean? But I think if we threw out hymns because they used hard language or the melodies were a little funny, we would be missing out on treasure troves. Like, I feel like when I learn a hymn and when I teach a hymn to my kids, it's a gift to them now, but it's also a gift to them years from now. Like I think about day by day that I learned as a probably in middle school and I hadn't really thought about those words for 20 plus years, but I was able to bring them to mind and what a gift that was that my parents gave me then to teach me that hymn to be able to use it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that that really knowing what you're singing will change. It just will change the whole heart of it. Knowing, you know, really listening to the words and to the 
to the thoughts behind the words. And, and really it is worship. It's a, it is, it is worship. When we think of worship, we think of singing. We think, okay, that's what it is. Worship obviously is more than that. But one of the, one aspect of worship that we are given the example of from David in the Psalms, it, one of the aspects of worship is, is singing and singing uh, songs of praise and adoration. So I love that. Okay. So I, I want to move on to this, to a particular hymn that we're going to be talking about for just a few minutes. So the hymn is called, this is my father's world. And the it's, it's basically, it was written by a, an author named, his name was Maltby Babcock. Uh, and it was written in 19, what was it written in? 1901. And basically it was interesting because he was a musician, but he was also an athlete. Okay. In university, he was swimming, baseball, the whole thing. He became a Presbyterian minister and he was not a, like a, he was an amateur musician. So this is one of those examples of someone who was just thinking about the goodness of God when he wrote this poem. He, he lived in New York. He frequented a, a scenic pathway and he would just look at nature really and look at it and it would draw him to the father. And so he would tell his wife, he was going out to see the father's world when he was taking these walks. But this was one of his poems and he was basically just looking at the world around him. And what really struck me was how God has given us so many just examples of his majesty, of his bigness, of his strength, of his grace, just by the mere fact that he's given us this world that we're living in. And the first stanza of this hymn is, this is my father's world to my listening ears. All nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand, the wonders wrought. Okay. And then it goes, and again, that the, you got to look past the 1900 language to the heart behind it. And then the last verse, and this is what I want us to talk about for a minute, Laura Susan, is this is my father's world. Let me never forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father world, father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king. Let heavens ring. God reigns. Let earth be glad. And for me, that's stanza hit me really hard recently with everything that's going on in the world. And when the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. So this, I I just want to talk a little bit about this particular hymn and what it can mean for us living in, we're recording this in the year 2022. Yeah. So I love this hymn. And what I was going to tell you yesterday, that mm-hmm. you told me, hold on. I said, don't tell me now. So tell me now. Now it's time. I'm waiting now's to hear. Time. I'm waiting to hear. Um, this is the first song I learned as a very little girl at my parents' piano. We grew up like singing was a very normal part of what we did. And I, I came to this hymn again in 2020. And I thought, how kind of God to allow this song to have been rattling around in my brain for my whole life. Like, like this is how I see 
this, this is my father's world. We're looking out this window. Mm -hmm. This is my father's world. All are, and actually there, as you were speaking, like several hymns came to my mind, several point to nature and creation as examples of God's faithfulness, God's reign over all things. So that's kind of interesting. And so we certainly see that example in this is my father's world. But so when, when I look around in the world, I know that my God is the father of me. He's the creator of all things. So I I just thought that was, I'm not sure why my parents chose the song, but I thought that was really God's kindness to allow these words to inform my mind always. And so I think when, you know, we're talking about teaching hymns to kids, we're, we're giving them worldviews. We're giving Mm -hmm. them lenses to Mm -hmm. see uh, the world as they grow. So this is a great one. Let me never forget. So, okay. So in this particular hymn, you were talking about how it gives them a worldview and you said you came back to this in 2020. Yes. So those of us who lived through 2020, (laughs) is all of us recognize the chaos of the world. And I say that a lot and the word chaos has been used a lot and it's probably been overused, but it's just the first word that always comes to my mind when I think of (laughs) of unprecedented chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, and the world has always been in chaos from the beginning, you know, since the fall of man. And how does this, like, for example, the fact that you knew this as a child, how did this inform your 2020? I mean, you know, looking or, or, or inform your today, yeah. because even if the world were to, if by some miracle, which it's not going to, we know this based on the Bible, settle down, our lives are still in constant ups, downs, trials, tribulations that we we've spoken, spoken about it many times. God does not promise us just because he has redeemed us that we will not have any trouble. He promises the fact that we will have trouble. So how does having this hidden in our heart and kind of in the back of our mind, so to speak, kind of help us when we do face these, these times of trial. So like singing this song, particularly the part about like looking at the birds, looking at the morning light, the lily white remind like takes me to Matthew six, where Jesus says, look at the birds, consider the lilies as we remember God's care for us. So that's, a piece of this is, you know, not just that God is the ruler of this, but that he's the caretaker and the, the, the father, like he cares for us, like a father cares for his children. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I go with this hymn is like, okay, God, you know, I just watched the news. It's overwhelming. So let me, let me look to the birds. Let me consider the lilies. Let me remember your care for me and your care for the world. And we see that again in the Psalms, like God's uh, care for the whole world. The earth is the Lord's um, and we can, we can trust him because that's, you know, he is great as his faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And singing those songs, you can just sing them over and over again and they become they become a heart's cry, really, mm. I think. And sometimes when you don't know what even to pray, yeah. sometimes when maybe, you know, it, it's always great to go to scripture yes. and then going to these songs is another, it's just another way to just express our worship. Yes. But also sometimes our, our pain and, mm-hmm. and our questioning and, 
then remembering, coming back around and remembering the truth that it is his world. And he is in control of it all. He is in control of it all. You know, Daniel in Daniel says that, you know, he removes kings and sets up kings. And so we know that if he's in control of everything, he's also in control of Mm -hmm. what goes on in our lives. And we can have confidence and we can have peace Mm -hmm. in the chaos, (laughs) using the word again. We can have the peace that passes all understanding because we have that truth. We have been saved by grace. We have in, we, we're benefits of that. We are joint heirs with Christ when we're trusting in this work on the cross. And these are just tools mm-hmm. to use to remind our hearts of that truth. The truth doesn't change, right? It doesn't change. I, I It's just that sometimes I forget that truth. And in doing so, it puts me in despair. I get, I, I'm not as effective for the kingdom as I should be. I am, you know, I fall, I fall to sin more often and remembering those truths in any way, whether it's through art or whether it's through music or whether it's however you can get scripture in. I think remembering that will help us as we navigate this world until one day, you know, we are led home. Yeah. So I think we see kind of a pattern in both the Psalms and in hymns where, you know, often David is like very honest about this is how I'm doing right now. It's really difficult. And then he, he, so he expresses his, his feelings about his circumstance. And then he remembers the truth of God and you see him come back around to hope. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's often the pattern in hymns too, where, you know, it is well with my soul when he's like a river attended my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, that, that song kind of walks us through. This is a really hard thing. Okay. Here's the truth about God in the midst of it. And here's hope. So that seems to be kind of a pattern mm-hmm. in a lot of the hymns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love this. I love this conversation. I could sit and talk to you forever, Laura Susan. We will have to stop because I know that uh, we're, we're, we're getting short on time, but I really, we're going to definitely have to have you come back and talk to us again. (laughs) I love talking about the gospel and right now we're talking about the hymns and I love hearing your perspective and I particularly am encouraged about hearing how you learned these these hymns and these words as a child and now they're they're kind of come back around and they encourage you now in the stage of life that you are now and it encourages me to teach my children and my grandchildren these songs and not a grandchild I have one grandchild but I can teach him these songs now so it's a beautiful thing so I'm going to encourage you I'm here's my challenge for you if you're listening to me now, my challenge is go listen to This Is My Father's World or just read it, sing it to yourself, be reminded of this truth of his sovereignty, of his goodness, and then share it with someone else, whether it's your child, whether it's your husband, whether whether it's a friend, just remind them of this truth as well. And going back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast mm-hmm that that's part of the beauty of these songs is being able to encourage one another. So I can add, like it's never too late. So I have a friend who did not grow up in a church and didn't have a family that sings. And that's probably 
a lot of people's story. And so right now she's coming on Sunday nights, learning hymns. And then like the hymns that we sing, they're singing through the week to try to teach herself and teach her children these truths. And so it's never, it's never too late. Yeah. That's a great, that's a, that's a great point to make because people do feel, and, and if you have grown children and you think, oh, well, you know, my children are grown, uh-huh. so it's too late. I didn't teach them the hymns. There's no guilt. There is no, this is not meant to make you feel bad about what you did or did not do. It's not too late. You, whether you have young children, whether you have grandchildren, whether you don't, it's okay. We can still encourage one another. And so I love that. I love that point. So yeah. And like, um, it's awesome. it makes me think of, so I recently created, I like to create playlists and I made a, a playlist <laughs> of the songs we're singing on Sunday nights. Uh-huh. So we'll, um, listen to that in the car and some, and it's, it is not as popular as the Encanto soundtrack. So um, <laughs> I usually get some groans when I turn it on. But the other day I heard Anna walking around our house. Praise the Lord. Praise mm. the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the father through Jesus, the son and give him the glory. Great things he has done. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's five, right? She's five. Yeah. Like she, this song is in her heart. So that really encouraged me to like, yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. And we'll put a link to the hymnal that we are using today. It's called Hymns of Grace. It's a relatively new hymnal. There, Obviously, there are a lot of different hymnals out there, but I'll link that, this up in the show notes so that you guys can, if you're, you know, if you're interested, you can buy your own hymnal. Totally. Absolutely. And we are, we are studying the hymns in Sojo, as I mentioned, but if you're listening to this later, whenever it is, get in the word. And if it's music, take music, take the scripture that inspired the music and be encouraged in the gospel today. Thank you so much, Laura Susan, for being with us you are welcome. and being with me. You're such a joy always. And her, her 14 month old baby is actually upstairs finishing her nap and and fussing at us about it. (laughs) So we will see you guys next time. Be sure to, if you, if you enjoyed this, let us know, comment in the, in the comment section or however, however that happens with the podcast and let us know and let, I know Laura Susan will be encouraged by that. And we will see you next week when we have another series coming up. That's a little bit different and hopefully will be super fun for y'all. All right. Have a a great week and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Sojo Academy, an ongoing membership for Christian women that provides a practical, streamlined spiritual growth plan for every woman. We would love for you to check it out at sojoacademy.com and come join this vibrant group of women as we sojourn together. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.